Hello everyone and welcome to Therapy in a Nutshell. I'm Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the podcast where I condense mental health skills into bite-sized nuggets of help. In this video, you're going to learn about cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is when we have a gap between what we believe is right and what we're doing. That, that creates dissonance in our lives. This means that we believe one thing, but we're acting on something else. Dissonance feels like having one foot on one boat and the other foot on another boat. As the two boats, as our actions and our beliefs drift further apart, the more uncomfortable we get. When we have unresolved gaps between our thoughts and our actions, we feel intensely uncomfortable. You can do all the coping and the meditation and the self-care that you can handle, but if you can't figure out cognitive dissonance, you're just not going to feel good. There is no substitute for integrity when it comes to peace of mind. So, for example, Jenny knows that she should exercise more. It's not that she's obese or anything, but her body feels slow and sluggish, and she gets out of breath when she's walking up a flight of stairs. She knows that she would feel better if she worked out. And each day that she doesn't exercise, she feels a tinge of disappointment and guilt. Now, dissonance makes us feel bad. Dissonance makes us feel unsettled or guilty or uncertain. Dissonance makes us feel fake or bad about ourselves. And this feeling isn't just in our minds, it creates measurable physical tension. And this isn't a bad thing, right? Discomfort can help us be motivated to change. This is strongest when it has to do with a belief about ourselves. So, for example, the thought, you know, I value kindness, paired with the action, oh, I just punched someone in the face, is going to bring on some pretty strong feelings of regret and guilt and disappointment. When we resolve dissonance, we can feel more peace, we can like ourselves more, and we can feel clarity. The opposite of dissonance is integrity. Integrity is not just about being honest with our words. Integrity means that we line up our actions with our values. And in my opinion, integrity is the path to positive self-worth, to more peaceful emotions, and a successful, purposeful life. Integrity is all about closing the gap between what we think and how we act. Resolving cognitive dissonance is essential to living a life of purpose, meaning, joy, and growth. So if you want to get better at feeling, and if you want to feel peaceful, then you need to learn what to do with those gaps in your life. Go ahead and write about one area in your life where your actions don't line up with your beliefs or your values. How does this affect you? How do you feel about yourself in regards to it? It's essential to acknowledge and resolve these conflicts as much as possible. When they're left to just simmer, it leaves us feeling false and helpless and insecure. Dissonance leaves us feeling uncomfortable and false, and integrity can lead to us feeling secure and capable and whole. Now, there are three ways to resolve dissonance, but not all are equal. So the first one is to change our behavior to line up with our values. So whenever our values are positive and helpful, changing our behavior is usually the best way to close the gap. So let's explore what this would look like with Jenny, right? It, it sounds so simple, but... If she were to start finding a way to exercise a little bit each day, her feeling of dissonance would be replaced by a feeling of pride. That seems basic enough, right? When we change our behaviors to line up with our values, the dissonance goes away. This works great when our values are positive and helpful, the kind of person we want to be. You don't have to be perfect to be moving in a good direction. What matters most is that you're putting an effort to live the way that you think you should be. Okay, the second way to close this gap is to change our thinking to line up with our behavior. 
So sometimes our emotions are built on faulty beliefs. Um, we need to change how we think, right? In that case, we need to change our thinking to line up with our values and our behaviors instead of trying to change our actions to try and reach some impossible goal. So this is common with um, perfectionism or all or nothing thinking or with impossible expectations. So if you remember it with the example, Jenny thinks she needs to exercise more, right? And she's not doing it. So in the previous way of solving that problem, she exercised more and then she felt better. Now, what if Jenny actually has an eating disorder and she's already exercising three to four hours a day, but she knows that this isn't enough. She thinks, oh, if I only worked out more, I would like myself. She, she beats herself up. She says, you know, why am I so lazy, right? So in this case, her distorted thinking has led to these unrealistic standards for herself that aren't healthy. So what does she need to do to resolve her feelings of inadequacy? She thinks she needs to work out more, but she can't, so she feels bad, right? She needs to change her thinking to line up with reality. She needs to place more value on health and moderation and improve her sense of self-worth and let go of these perfectionistic ideals that are keeping her sick and making her miserable. So when she changes her thinking to line up with a healthier set of behaviors, like, you know, exercising less than an hour every day, then she can feel more peace with her thoughts and actions. So that's, that's the second way to close that gap as we change how we think to line up with our values. Now, the third way to close this gap is the worst option for trying to resolve gaps, right? It is justifying our behavior. So justifying attempts to resolve this feeling of dissonance by numbing, blaming, avoiding, or just excusing the fact that we have a gap, right? So going back to the standing on two boats analogy, as the two boats separate, your legs begin to stretch apart and weaken, and it becomes painful and harder to stand. But instead of climbing aboard one boat to relieve the pain or pulling the two boats together, you just keep taking Tylenol, right? You just pop a bunch of painkillers. This is what justification does. Your problem isn't solved, but at least it doesn't hurt as much. Now, this is obviously a bad situation, but despite the harm that justifying causes, research shows that it's the most common way people do respond when they've done something wrong. Most of the time, people change what they believe to fit their behaviors instead of the other way around. So they say things like, oh, no one will know. Everyone does it. It's not that bad. Uh, she's worse than I am. I'm not a bad person. Or they'll, they'll justify it like, oh, I only stole this because I needed it more. This is all justification. It's all when you know in your heart that what you're doing is wrong and you make excuses so that you don't feel bad about it. Never ignore that guilty feeling. Don't just avoid it or try to make it go away. Take time for introspection. Take time to clarify what you really believe you should be doing. It's, it's easy for us to just try and make ourselves feel good. But in the long run, that makes us feel miserable. So if you want to get good at processing emotions, you need to learn to notice the signs of rationalization and justification. So going back to Jenny, Jenny values health. She believes she should take care of her body. Um, but she's not working out. So if she were justifying her behavior, she might start thinking, well, I just don't have time to exercise. Or she might get even meaner. Justification is nasty, right? She might say something like, well, at least I'm not as fat as my sister. Or she might say something like, it's not my fault that I'm overweight. It's my genes. And she would use these as an excuse to quiet the guilt that she feels about not living her values. Now, any of those statements could be true, right? It might be genetic that she is overweight, right? 
But she only needed that as an excuse when she was justifying. So clarifying what you really value and what's helpful for you is um, really quite different than justifying, which is trying not to feel bad when you have a gap. Now saying, oh, at least I'm not as fat as my sister, that sounds mean, right? But that's because justifying is mean. It's a dirty lie that we use to cover up our own emotions. And we secretly do it inside of our heads all the time. So Jenny really values being healthy, but when she doesn't act in line with that value, she feels bad. Each of these ways of justifying keep Jenny stuck in the same loop of believing she should exercise, not exercising, and trying not to notice it or feel bad about it. We all justify, but the less we do it, the better off we are. So let's talk about some of these signs of justification and rationalization. These include blaming others, comparing yourself to others to put them up or down, labeling yourself like, oh, I'm a good person. Even though I just stole that stuff from my employer, I'm a good worker. Or excusing yourself, oh, I just stole that stuff from my employer. I'm just a bad person. I can't help it. I'm just such a bad person. That's justification. Excuses. So we usually don't need reasons when we know we're doing the right thing. So for example, with Jenny, um, she potentially could have genes that make her more overweight, but it would still like make sense that she values exercise to stay healthy. So the only reason she needed to remind herself that her genes were the way, we, the way they were were to keep her from feeling bad about something she knew she valued. She values exercise, right? I once heard a clinical psychologist whose responsibility was to determine whether inmates um, were uh, responsible for their crimes or not, right? So uh, basically he was evaluating them to see if they had the mental capacity to understand guilt and to understand right and wrong. And he said that the way he could always tell is if they excused their actions, if they had reasons and rationalizations for why they committed the crime that they did. If they did, if they used a reason, a rationalization, an excuse, or blame, that indicated that they did have a sense of guilt, that they understood enough that what they did was wrong, that they needed to cover it up. The inmates who were actually innocent due to, you know, an inability to understand guilt, they didn't have any reasons or excuses for what they did. They just did it. Another sign of justification is denial. There's also extreme statements, right? Minimizing your problem, horribleizing others. And in this, you know, if you catch yourself trying to convince others that you're right, that's another sign of justification. Holding different standards for yourself than others. All of these things, all this justifying usually leads to suffering. This is the type of mental purgatory that often shows up as shoulds, right? well, I should be exercising more, but I just don't have the time. Or I should be kinder, but he is such a jerk. Shoulds are one way we create our own suffering. Keep an eye out for my upcoming video on how to work with those shoulddy feelings. When it comes to cognitive dissonance, it's best to resolve it by really taking the time to clarify. Notice what your values are. We're going to spend time on that in an upcoming video. Notice what your thoughts and your behaviors are. Write about them. Don't allow yourself to make excuses and choose whether you need to change your thoughts or change your behaviors to create more integrity in your life. I encourage you to take a time regularly to do an inventory with yourself once a week or once a day or once a month and take a look at your life and just check in and, and ask yourself, am I being the person I believe I should be? And if not, try to be 1% better each day. This is all about striving for integrity, working hard to have your actions line up with the kind of person that you want to be. 
Integrity is the source of self-respect, and in my opinion, it's essential for fighting depression and anxiety. But nobody's perfect, right? I mess up all the time. We all have these gaps. It's what we do with these gaps that matters. For me, this gap, the gap between what is right and what I do, as much as I try to bring my life in line and I work hard to improve myself each day, the only way for me to actively accept the reality that I have this gap is through the grace of God and trying hard every day to be humble, be willing to change myself and to be brutally honest with myself as much as possible. As you work to clarify your cognitive dissonance, as you work to understand your values and the kind of person you wanna be and bring your action and your values in line with each other, you're gonna find greater peace and greater happiness. And as you stop justifying as much, you're gonna have better relationships. Thank you for watching and take care. This podcast was adapted from a YouTube video from my YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell. So if you'd like to see more of my videos, check that out and go subscribe on YouTube. Also, you can sign up for my newsletter at www.therapynutshell.com. Thank you for listening and take care.